Hey, I'm Amy. And I'm Anita. And And we're we're sisters. sisters. We promise four things. Wisdom, real life experiences, some of what not to do, and lots of laughs. We aren't experts and we can't write a prescription, but we've lived a whole lot of life. Together, we've been married a combined total of 46 years to our spouses, raised four amazing young men, and one feisty girl. Help! We love podcasts, but we couldn't find one for our season of life, so we decided to start one. You are listening to the Hot Flash Podcast. Well, hello, Hot Flashers, and welcome to the Hot Flash Podcast. I am Amy. And I'm Anita. And we are so excited that you are here with us today. Um, we are just going to dive right in. Sometimes we do that. Yep. We we like to make you guys laugh. Usually we have a funny story, but today we just are super excited about our guest. Yes. So we want to have as much time as possible to be able to talk to her. Yeah. So our guest is a friend of mine that we have known each other for a long time. We met at church and um, I think probably over 15 years ago, which sounds kind of crazy, but her name is Christy Carden and she is a counselor. She owns her own counseling service called Created to Bloom Christian Counseling. Um, And so Christy, hello. Hello. Hi. Welcome. I mean, welcome. I'm saying welcome to myself. <laughs> I'm excited to be with you. No, this is exciting. We, um, we are yeah. very excited to have you here. And one mm-hmm. of the first things that we love to do with our with all of our guests is in a hot flash, tell us about yourself. Well, um, yes, Anita, it was it's great um getting to connect with you again. We have been friends for a long time and it's it's always special. To, to hear your voice. Um, yeah, so I'm a um, mom of three grown sons, 22, 19, and um, 17, almost 18, and been married 26 plus years to Cliff, um, live here in Greenville, and um, just, yeah, just chugging through life, just trying to figure stuff out like everybody else, and um, really thankful to be able to do uh, ministry through counseling with women and couples and teens and um, walk alongside people that are, you know, doing the same thing you and I are doing, um, just figuring stuff out, you know, and hopefully um, getting the wisdom of the Lord in there, obviously. And nice. um, so it's, it's a real privilege and an honor to do that. Um, but yeah, I'm just in the same stage of life as, as you ladies, you know, um, we were just talking about um, being in the sandwich generation, um, having to take care of parents, having to also still feel, you know, doing work with our kids and our families. Right. And, and it's challenging. It's definitely a challenge. So, um, it is. yeah, that's what's that is, going on. <laughs> that is, we were just talking about that off, off air. And mm-hmm. that's one of the things that we were going to talk about with you is mm-hmm. you um, work with women and a lot of the things that you um, here have to do with identity issues, like mm-hmm. the, the shifting of your roles and different shiftings, if you will. So, um, what, like, what is one of the biggest things that you hear from women that they're dealing with? Well, you know, I think as women, you know, we, we tend to have a lot of, um, expectations and a lot of things that, we build our identity around, right? You know, as young girls, we look forward to maybe even, you know, a career, but also getting married and having children and building a home and having it be 
beautiful and perfect. And um, we have all these ideas in our mind and, and, you know, a lot of times we're, we're really working hard to create that stuff. Um, but as life goes on, we start at least on my end and, and people I talk to, we start finding out like, you know, life is a lot, um, different necessarily than, than the fantasy that we create, yes. you know, and, and there's a lot of <laughs> anxiety with trying to, uh, make those things happen. And, you know, we want to control those things and we want to, um, have all that, um, live out in our mind and, and in reality. And then a lot of times we're faced with disappointment, you know, maybe mm. the career isn't what we thought it was going to be, or it's not as satisfying, or even just having these children are, you know, it's like, I mean, it's a grind, it's hard. And, right. and then our marriage, it's, it's not this like love story from a, you know, Hallmark show it's hard (laughs) and um so there's a lot of time you know a lot of times we're facing that you know internal anxiety of like trying to create all this but then the disappointment of oh well it's not all real and then what do we do with that where do we take that where where does it go you know a lot of times it can get festered inside of us you know we can get just like really angry or we can get really depressed, you know, um, dealing with that stuff. So, um, I, for me as a counselor and just me as a woman, you know, just walking through those things, even in my own heart, I feel like, um, particularly in the last 10 years, um, it's been challenging raising, um, three sons. Like, obviously I think we can all relate to, um, raising children in this culture, um, with the, social media and the pressures and the weirdness that's going on. Um, it's, it's so like complicated and then watching your children really struggle and really like, um, sometimes reject what you feel like, Oh, I've been, you know, I've been teaching them this stuff since they were little and it's going to be all perfect. And then they're like, "Eh, I don't know. It's just not lining up with what, my culture saying, and, you know, that's so hard. And then, um, kind of wrestling with, okay, what is this exposing in me? You know, that's, Um. that's the challenge that, um, I've walked through and a lot of other people of like, Ooh, this is exposing my, perhaps my idol of control. You know, I want to control all of this, you know? So, um, that is so that's funny. kind of the big deal. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just going to say it's funny that you say that because um, Anita and I were just talking about how much more difficult it is when your children are grown. I think when mm-hmm. we had our kids, like I remember we, uh, we would be like, okay, if we get them to three years old, then mm-hmm. it's going to be food selling from there. And, um, and that is just the farthest thing from the truth that obviously you don't know what you don't know. So we couldn't have anticipated it like that, but as our children have gotten older and, and like you said, they begin to develop their personalities and what their beliefs are. And it's important Mm -hmm. for them to know what they believe, because if you don't know what you believe and what, um, and what your boundaries are and what you allow, then you certainly are not going to be able to stand for it when um, the opportunity presents itself as you, Mm -hmm. as you 
get older. Um, but that is a really, really hard transition. Um, mm-hmm. For sure. It's well, so and I think what, what you said, Christy, was like letting, seeing the idol of control being exposed in your own life, which is, mm. ugh, that's like a I'm big sure that's so not us. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny. I have a story when I was, you know, a young mom with the three littles, um, you know, and I was like, my hair was standing on end, you know, those days, you know, when <laughs> yes. you're just like it's barely hard. making it, it's so hard. And I remember just getting everybody dressed. It was like so exhausting, you know, getting out the door <laughs> yes. was like, you know, snapping people in their little car seats and people, you know, somebody's having a total meltdown. And my two of my kids, by the time I would reach church, which was literally only five minutes away, they would be half naked, like (laughs) shoes off, socks off, you know, they're, they're, and screaming the whole way, you know? So, um, and my husband at the time was a youth pastor. So we were on staff, you know, we're supposed to be, I thought presenting a different kind of image, which is garbage, but anyway, you know, (laughs) I was rolling in with these half naked kids, no shoes, you know, in the middle of winter. Um, my hair, I have crazy hair, so my hair would be like frizzed out. I would, I would feel, feel like a total you. wreck. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember this lady saying to me, she looked at me because I was like <gasps> panting. And she said, oh, honey, these are the best years of your life. And I thought, seriously? This is it's all downhill from here? Like, I don't know if I can do this, you know? <laughs> um you know, and I, and I was remember being kind of resentful of that and thinking, oh my goodness, I, I didn't sign up for this craziness. I didn't know it was right. going to be like, this is not the fantasy I had in my head. You know, I really thought it was going to be so much more beautiful. And this is before the days of Pinterest, but you know, I had these magazine pictures in my head. And then when she said, oh, these are the best years of your life, I, I wanted to strangle her. But, <laughs> but it's interesting. Now I look back and I think, okay, in some ways, um, you know, I had a lot more, quote unquote, it was, I mean, this isn't really true. I thought, you know, I had more control of where my kids were. You know, I knew what they were doing. I could strap right. them in the car seat, you know, but as they got older and, you know, that control fades away, but inside I'm still the same mom. I'm still trying to control them, I'm still trying to get them in the door, trying to get them to do what I need them to do. And it doesn't work like that, you know? So it's a real crisis when you, right. when you come to terms with like, okay, I, they, they, they really, I don't have control over, you know, all of their choices, all of their decisions, where they're going, how they're dressing, what they're doing. Um, and, and it was, it's a real, you know, it really yanks your chain. At least it did for me. Um, and especially because, you know, you think I've read all the books, I know all the answers. I've talked to all the people. I know exactly how this is supposed to go. And if I do all those things, everything's going to just turn out right. Well, that's oh. not how it works, is it? You know, Man, such a <laughs> lie. Yeah. It, it, and, so. and, and I think you also have to, like what Amy said, let them become their own person, like what you were saying, because otherwise they're never going to be able to stand for, you know, what they believe in. Um, but also, like, I think there is a part of you also where you have to be humble and be okay with whatever is coming down the pipe, because you did do your job to the best of your ability. And that's not on you at that point, although it feels that way sometimes. Right. And that's where I think having um, good community around you, a biblical sisters, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and um, really having some 
because I think also, and this is part of that identity piece, I think a lot of women, we can get really isolated, you know, we can, we can yes. kind of get turn into our own head and start feeling like I'm the only one that is struggling with this and it's embarrassing and what's wrong with me. I look out at everybody else and it seems like their lives look really clean and perfect and beautiful and Facebook, you know, whatever. And, and it, it's not really true. It's not true, but we, that's why we need to have sounding boards in our life that say, Hey, listen, you aren't alone. You, you do have, um, you have a safe place to work this out. Um, this is a, this is a transition. This is, this is an identity issue. You've built your identity around how you think your family and your children and even your yourself is supposed to look and everything is changing. Everything is fading yeah. away. None of this is really ours to hold on to really anyway. And to have, have people speak into your life and remind you like, Hey, we're, you're, you are going to keep stepping. You do have the father to, to guide you. You aren't alone. Like it's so important. And so many women I work with and, and me included, like when I was going through a really hard time with my family, it's so tempting to just kind of withdraw. There's shame yeah. there. You isolate right. yourself and you're like, I don't want anybody to know that this is like not pretty. And that's right. the lie, you know? That is the it's lie. A lie. And, I, and that's the lie that the enemy uses again and again, I think sometimes to to not reach out to your friend or to not right. tell somebody I'm struggling. And, and I think mm-hmm. even with the COVID coming out of COVID, which, mm-hmm. you know, people learned how to kind of shelter in place and, and yeah. get comfortable there, get comfortable in isolation. So you have to get uncomfortable again to mm-hmm. reach out to people. And sometimes you have to reach out. It's not always having somebody reach to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. sometimes that can feel, I know, and I'm speaking for myself. Sometimes I'm like, well, nobody called me today. If I, I mean, I've done this literally before, like looked at our phones and scrolled and it's literally each other and our husbands and maybe a child, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's not. Yeah. And so I have to, it was actually one of my things that I put for 2023 is that I will reach out to at least one person a week. Because I work from Um, home and so I can mm -hmm. become, I mean, I can stay in my pajamas and in my house for days upon days and not have to go anywhere and be totally okay with it. Um, Mm. And sometimes that's not healthy. No, no. And it's so, I hear you because I think there's this place in us that feels like, well, that feels comfortable. That feels safer. It feels less vulnerable, you know, and we can kind of we can just do that. And, and in some ways it is kind of comfortable, but you're right. It's not healthy. And that, and I felt like, uh, as God was stripping back the layers and exposing me over the last several years, you know, just in all these transitions and coming face to face with this idol of control that still, you know, it's like a -a whack-a-mole, like gopher game. (laughs) It it pops up a lot, you know, I'm like, there it is again. But, um, but I also have this idol of comfort. I I feel like comfort, you know, I want to be comfortable. I want, I don't want to be in, I don't want to have to put myself out there, you know, and maybe take a risk, you know, which is, um, and, and it's just, 
it's easy. Satan can really like make those things more prevalent, more important to us, or at least for me, um, than, you know, stepping out and taking that risk of of inviting someone into my struggle, but also listening to theirs and and being open to walk alongside of somebody, not necessarily, you know, obviously I do it in a professional standing, but just as a woman living in life, like, you know, it's easy to just be like, no, it's fine. That's too much work. And it's, yeah, but that's what we're here for. You know, we're here to live in community and be the body of Christ. And that's, it is not comfortable all the time. I'll be honest. It's just not. And it doesn't always go well, you know, (laughs) sometimes it's hard. Yes. I was just going to say that I think one of the ways that is a practical way that you can, that you can um, put the pressure on yourself to be uncomfortable is trying something new. And, Mm. and that is, and I I literally just wrote about that this past week. Mm -hmm. We have a, um, we have a, a, we call it a whip flash. It's a a Mm -hmm. work in progress that we have with the community we share weekly. And that was what I wrote about this past week because I had this thing happen this past Saturday where I went and I played pickleball with my youngest son and my daughter. And it was the first time I'd ever played pickleball. And I had so much fun getting (laughs) out there and playing pickleball. But there was so Mm. many moments during that like hour and a half um, that I was uncomfortable. Mm. I was uncomfortable when we pulled, literally when we pulled into where the, uh, the pickleball courts were, they were packed. There was not a pickleball court that was open. So I knew that there were going to be people probably watching me play and, and, but we still went and we did it and it was fun. And I was like, okay, my flab is flabbing and I'm whipping <laughs> this thing so hard. Like I obviously I need to work on my eyes and my reflexes and like all those things. But at the end of an hour and a half, I felt more alive and invigorated and excited. And I'd spent time with my kids doing something that I'd never done, but it was like, that's life. Like that Mm. is life. And so it made me wonder like what new thing. And I put that question out to our community. What new thing are you doing? Mm. What are you Mm. trying that's new that you haven't done in maybe forever or you've never done, but you want to do because that is going to put you in a place of having to look directly at the, the face of discomfort and doing something about mm. it. Wow. Even that is really good. <laughs> that is yeah, good. That's yeah. really good. That's inspiring. And it's interesting that you bring that up because my husband and I were having some conversations that were a little, you know, uncomfortable because we were saying, you know, we we're finding ourselves getting into a real rut. You know, it's like, man, yeah. we do the same things every day, you know, sitting in the same chairs. And I'm like, okay, listen, <laughs> we need to take this up a little bit. Yes. I mean, we are not, you know, we are not at that stage of life, you know? And um, yes. so it's interesting that you say that because it it's a weird tension. Like in one sense, you're like, yeah, this is really comfortable being in this rut and I know what to expect. But it's also like, is that what we're doing here? You know, is that is that how we're supposed to be living? Like, um, yeah. we need to, 
expand that a little bit. And so I appreciate you saying that. And just even with pickleball, which I have literally no idea what that is, but <laughs> I will look it up. Well, we need to go play pickleball. Play. It's actually <laughs> okay. a lot of, we should start a women's It pickleball. is so much fun. Yeah. Oh fun. my gosh. Okay. It's a lot. It's a bit uh, like tennis, but not as, with a not as ball. complicated. With a wiffle ball. Okay. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah, because like my hand-eye coordination is that of like a 99-year-old, you know, so um, <laughs> it would have to be simple. <laughs> it's, it's fun. Uh, it's fun. Okay. Well, now you got me inspired. That's great. That's right. <laughs> well, well, is there... Would... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was just going to, I was just going to say, I didn't know if there, you know, if, if we needed to chat any more about identity. I, you know, I'd love to there's anything else we you had for me (laughs) no I think we were we were looking at our sheet and going do we have any other questions about identity but I think what we've shared is and what you talked about is so rich um because it is true that you are going to it's very common I guess I should say for women to place our identity in in our season of life and when you have children that really becomes your season of life. Like you, um, we give everything that we have day in and day out, 24 seven to these growing humans. And then they get old enough and they start becoming their own person. And we have to learn to let go and to not be in control of something and really know who it is that God has created us to be in that season so that it helps us to make that transition smoother and you mm. said one thing as well, just as far, and, and what it reminded me of was the incredible amounts of guilt that I can heap mm-hmm. on myself um, mm. when I go, well, that didn't turn out the way that I thought it would. And that doesn't yeah. look like what I imagined it would. And I think that's, that's life and it's beautiful. Uh, and if we are aware that it's going to happen, um, it just helps. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll say what you said in the beginning that women, you know, we build these expectations and we've said this before, but Andrew and I did this years ago. Like we used to go on trips with the boys, you know, on vacation and you have all these incredible expectations of how vacation was going to go. And it ended up like you're, you're having the Disney meltdown and in Disney and it's, it's nothing like what you thought. And we literally looked at each other and were like, we need no expectations because then we can enjoy whatever happens. And from mm-hmm. that time on, like, that's what we told each other. Like, don't, don't have an expectation. Like, let's just enjoy it. And I think that's mm-hmm. somewhat the way we need to view life is mm-hmm. of course you want to have goals and dream and, and do what God has for you to do. But at the same time, just kind of with open hands where, you know, whatever God puts in front of us is what we're going to take on and, and, and work through and, um, and just know that ultimately he is the one in control and we can only do um, our part and be okay with that, even if it's not wow. the outcome we want. Mm-hmm. That is so good. Cause I think like, um, one of the biggest, you know, lies that Satan throws at us is that shame and guilt. Like, you know, yes. he keeps that on to us and, and it really is like a huge hindrance to obviously, you know, living in freedom and joy and, 
and being present in this moment of connecting with um, with the Lord, but also with the people in our life, because that gets in the way. It just gets in the way. Oh, yeah. It obscures everything, and we feel this like weight of it, you know. And it and it's it can be old old shame creeping up, or just new stuff. Like just I was, I mean, I was battling it just today, you know. Like you know, my hair is different. My my face looks different. Who are you looking in the mirror? You know, like you can start. You know, I don't recognize this person anymore. You know, right. and it's like um. You know, you can you can hear that little voice of shame of like, well, you're less valuable, you're less important, yeah. you're you're less beautiful, you're not relevant anymore. That was like a big, mm, like huge. battering ram to me for a long time because I think I found value and identity around around feeling relevant. Like I'm relevant mm. to my kids, I'm relevant to the, these teenagers mm. or youth, I'm relevant to this or that, which is an idol, and it's and it's it's self, you know, it's self-oriented, but it's like that, that place of like, that's that little place where Satan goes, see, look, look at you. Mm. You're not relevant anymore. You're not, you don't have anything to offer. You're, you're, you're nothing. You're done. You know, um, your kids yep. don't want to listen to you or whatever, all that stuff. Yep. And it's like, Ooh, I mean, he is a liar, you know? And so it's like looking in that mirror going, Hey, listen, you, you know, you, this is not, that's not your identity. You are, you know, made in the image of the most high God. You are beautiful in his eyes and he has called you by name. And that is a lie I'm not going to listen to. And I have to kind of keep doing that in my own, with my own heart, because it's so easy to get sideswiped quickly, you know, um, as women or anybody, really. I mean, I see this yeah. with anybody, but I know for us as women, there's so much identity and stuff wrapped around like our bodies and our beauty and our, you know, all that stuff, um, and motherhood and relevancy. And so I think it's just so important to really go to battle and, and do it quickly, um, over and over again, um, with those oh. lies or else they do set up shop, you know? Will. Right. It's taking it, every thought captive. Is what the Bible oh, says. Yes. Exactly. And that's what we have to do. And we have to replace those thoughts with God's truth, that what he mm-hmm. said, what he says about us. Um, Amen. So mm-hmm. that I think that's a great ending. Like be sure that's that good. you take those thoughts captive, you replace them with the truth of God's word. That's right. And know that you are relevant. He is not, we said this in our last podcast, he is not done with you until you take your final breath. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then when we get up there, we can look at him and he can say, well done. That's, that's our goal. That's right. mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Thank you, Christy. We loved having you on. Uh, you, uh, dropped a ton of incredible nuggets of wisdom and, um, encouragement to our women and, yes. and audience men too. We do have a couple of men who listen, so. Yay for this. That's right. um, so thank you again, Fran. Um, it's been great having you. If you guys want to learn more um, about Christy and about what she does day to day, we will be sure to drop that in our show notes. Uh, you know that you can always find us. We're on social media and uh, at the handle at the HFPC. So we would love for you to come and um, just check us out, engage with us, drop us a DM. Be sure to share the podcast with your friends. Give us a review 
And as always, we are so grateful that you are here and we will see you next time.